Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 15 of Cinema Rogues, The Devil All the Time, starring um, that one guy who played Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield. No, I'm just kidding. Tom Holland. Tom Garfield. Tom Garfield. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> uh, we made it to 15. We, we find That's the milestone. We made it to 15. We only have 13 released, though. Oh, yeah, that's true. We, we have two lost two episodes. episodes. They're lost to the ashes, to the depths of the deep. We had to sacrifice them to the Pablo. Yeah. He demanded it. He said, I'm not going to do these. Ah. Suck it. And then he told us to suck it, and then he sent us pictures of a butt. I don't know whose butt. And, and then he then said, we're brothers in name only, and not really that because we have different names, but whatever. True. You do have different names. Your name is Guy. His name is Pablo. I don't know what mom was thinking. <laughs> Supposed to name brothers the same. Damn it. Uh, anyway, I'm your host, Guy. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by Andrew. That's me. That's him. The uh, other one. <laughs> the other one. Uh, I mean, we do switch off host seats, so that's... That's true. That's a thing. But I'm not the host this time. No, you'll be the host... N- Next time, or we could both host next time since it was a community submission, but we'll get into that. I don't know. I imagine like the person who's not the host is just kept in a cage until they're the host. Oh, and we yeah. just we just switch off from being like the person that's the host and the other guy is just in a cage. Yeah, it, I'm in the cage this week. <laughs> We've been feeding you through the bars. Yep, I got one of those hamster uh, water things. We we used push to- on. We used to do it like, you know, you'd show up when you get in the cage, but since uh, social distancing, Emily's volunteered to help out and keeps you in the cage. The cage is also a lot more roomier. I think some people are thinking like a small cage. Now that Pablo's out of it, we don't have to share the cage. Right. With with another person. So it's (laughs) a lot, it's a lot better. Good. I'm glad, I'm glad you're happy. I'm glad you have more room. Put a couch in there. I want to be humane about your cage. Yep. Nobody gets... Nobody gets sprayed with the hose again, or yeah. Well, it, it seems like people enjoy spraying me with the hose, but whatever. Oh well, that's just a sexual thing. Ah, is that what it is? Yep. Ah, fuck. Yep. Ah, you always wearing those white t-shirts? I am right I, now. Ev- every time you see me, I'm wearing a white t-shirt. It seems. Yep. I've got like ten of them. But the thing is, I'll wear two or three shirts a day. Like I'll start off on it with a white shirt. And then mm-hmm. I'll change to like a like a like a printed tee to go somewhere, even if it's like thirty minutes or whatever. You know, like go out and get some food. And then when right. I get back, I'll change. And depending Why? on what time of day it is, I'll either change back into the same white shirt or a new one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll wear the same pajama pants all day long for like weeks at a time. Yeah, I do that with like basketball shorts or exercise shorts where I'll just wear those all the time. Yeah. But I've started like, I'm like, I got enough shorts. I can switch it out like every couple of days. Sure. Anyway, I guess we should probably yeah, <laughs> start talking whatever. about show stuff. <laughs> um, if you want to hear more, Andrew, uh, check out his podcast, Board Game Barbarians. He's been doing a lot of, uh, a lot of good work lately. It's been exciting. Nope. <laughs> okay, fine. You've been doing <laughs> shitty work and I hate your show. Well, I mean, like, I missed September. Like, there was no episode for September. So. There was an episode for October. Wait, See? yes. Lots of work. Lots of work. I'm trying to give you credit, sir. 
I've been doing an adequate amount of work on that show for a free podcast. It's pretty great. If you want to hear more of me, uh, and dogs are just gross. Yeah, dogs are gross. Uh, check out uh, check out Sightail Studios on YouTube. Um, I'm going through the Outer Worlds again. Um, I think mm-hmm. I got into like maybe five or six hours into it last time and stopped. Uh, but this time I made it further. I finally made it further than I had previously. Um, I got I got like sixty percent into that game, and I was like, "This game's great!" And then I just got so incredibly bored. <laughs> just like off a cliff so board. Like immediately I was like, well, I'm bored. <laughs> oh no. Sad. Yeah. Like I was like, well, I, I do the, the dumb thing I do in all those games like Skyrim and Fallout and stuff like that, where I'm like, I'm going to do everything, which luckily in Outer Rims, it's there's less side quests. So you can like kind, you can do everything and not feel overwhelmed. Yeah. But I still like was doing like a side quest and I was just like, I just don't, I don't care. The next time I boot up this game, I'll just do the main quest, and then I never booted it up again. Yeah, I get I get to that point too. Uh, like in Luigi, was it Luigi's Mansion? Uh, yeah, I think it was Luigi's Mansion. For a long time, I like the first like ten floors. I was exploring everywhere, trying to get all the like jewels and stuff. And then uh, when it got to the last four or five floors, it's like nope, straight to the bad guy ghost. Suck him in. Let's go next floor. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, and if you happen to get to us, uh, through not retro warriors, congratulations, um, you won a prize. Yeah. I don't know what it is. We'll figure it's it out. It's retro warriors. Tell you what. You can go listen to retro warriors for free. That's your prize. Write a comment on our Patreon page. I never listened to retro warriors cinema rogues for life. And we will send you something. We will send you a free podcast called retro warriors. Okay, I was volunteering to to send him like a like a hand thank you note, but okay. Well, maybe you should do like first person that does it because unless well yeah, then you'll sure. be sending so many thank you notes that then anybody can. Think first five people it. get personalized thank you notes signed by guy, but not me because I can't sign them because we don't live near each other. You just separately unless... send them. <laughs> oh yeah, I have to do work too. I'm volunteering. Oh, no. you, yes. Oh man. Can you can you write it and then email it to me and I'll print it out and sign it and then I'll scan it back and send it to you. Yeah, I can do that actually. And then you can print it, and I'm just trying to make it as like difficult as possible. I'm sorry, I had to sign like termination paperwork like a month ago, so that's I don't know. Man. Seems kind of routine. You can only bring that up enough before we stop feeling bad about it. Okay. Well, first off, I don't know that I brought it up on this show because <laughs> it's been so long since we recorded. <laughs> and second i'm still unemployed damn it well you know pouring you, my life into this. this is like we're probably going to release this within a day or two of recording it yep <laughs> <laughs> i also like uh, imagine we're going to just talk like this for another like 20 minutes and then we're going to talk the movie and be like yeah it's good well thanks everyone uh it's a good move. ran out of time goodbye it's been like uh <laughs> Eight minute intro. We're all right. Um, I know. I'm making jokes. I'm in a jokey mood. All right. It's good. It'll 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 do us well in our campaign later. Yeah. Um, oh, I thought it would do us well in our dark movie that we're gonna talk about. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, just just turn on all the jokes. Holy shit. This yeah. fucking movie. Um. Well, no spoilers yet. Uh. Wh- yeah. What have you been watching recently? 
I watched uh, several things that I don't remember because I keep forgetting to write down movies that I watch <laughs> so I can talk about it on the show that I talk about movies on. Um, but I did watch Fantasy Island, the remake um, that came out last year, I believe. Who's in that one? That has notably um, the guy from Ant-Man, um, his his friend. Look up his name. Carlos Pena? Yeah. And it's no, very wait, hard. that's a baseball player. No, I guess not. Yeah, that's uh, Michael Pena. Michael Pena. Thank you. Sorry. Uh, and then the only one that I recognize is uh, Jimmy O. Yang. Who's that? He plays, did you watch uh, Silicon Valley? Yes. He plays uh, John Yu, or no, Jin Yang. Sorry. Oh, Jin Yang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, those are the, Lucy Hale is is also in it, and I recognize her, but I don't know from what. Um, and then I think that was basically all, all I recognized as far as the actors in it. Um, and it's really hard having Michael Pena played that character because he's playing like the serious like like he's the island owner I'm not ruining anything that's at the beginning of the or he's like the caretaker of the island mm-hmm. and it's all like a serious role and it's really hard to take him serious after watching a bunch of Ant-Man <laughs> so I don't know uh, but that was it was a pretty okay movie I would have probably done some things differently as far as the story is concerned but uh, oh, it wasn't like it was the a fun movie if you have I think I watched it on stars if you have stars like it's it's not a waste of time was it a uh, a more <laughs> best serious review. take on it yeah cuz like the well the other one's like a show and it's more of a it's not a horror movie or horror at all and this is more of like a horror suspense movie gotcha um also watched Enola Holmes on Netflix with the, the new Millie Bobby Brown with Millie Bobby Brown and uh, good old Superman, um, and that was a that was a good movie. It was kind of I didn't like. There was like some narration bits that that are done fourth wall breaking towards the camera, like she turns around and like talks to you, and uh, I wasn't really a huge fan of that. Especially there's one part where she like somebody asks a question and she goes I don't know, and then she turns to the camera and she goes Do you? And I was like Fuck you! What? what? I'm not watching. I'm not watching Dora the Explorer. In 2020? Yeah. I'm like, get out of here with this asking me if I... Do you see the clue on the screen? We're all looking for blues clues. We're all yeah. looking for blues clues. Yeah, it was uh, It was kind of... It was weird. And then, otherwise, it was a good movie. And then uh watched my yearly viewing of Tucker and Dale versus Evil in Cabin in the Woods. Nice. Like to like to do a double feature of that every year because they are fan... Fantastic. I've only seen Tucker and Dale like one time. I don't remember it's much great, of man. It. it is a good movie. I just bought I I bought the Blu-ray because it has a special edition that shows you the camper's side. Mm-hmm. So it, like it's another movie. Like it's I haven't watched it yet, but it's supposed to be another movie from the other people's side. Okay. So if anybody doesn't know what Tucker and Dale versus Evil is, it's just two like quote-unquote hillbillies that are trying to fix up their cabin that they just bought in the woods and a bunch of college kids are out partying and they think they're trying to like murder them like in a horror movie when really they all just keep dying by accidental means and it's like a horror comedy you're a horror comedy i know 
What have you been watching, man? Uh, I finally got to watch Maleficent. Um, Never seen it. Yeah, I hadn't either. Uh, and it came out on Disney Plus, and it's one of those that, like, when it came out, I was like, that seems interesting. I like Angelina Jolie, but I had, but I, I think it was before I had kids, so I was like, I have no reason to go see it unless I'm just a huge Maleficent fan. And yeah. who the hell is a huge Maleficent fan? I can't. I can never pronounce it unless I'm reading it. I always pronounce it Maleficent <laughs> for some reason. Nice. And my wife always corrects me. Um, and then I haven't watched, I haven't watched the sequel, but it came out on Disney plus, um, at the beginning of October. So, uh, I was like, Oh, Hey, this is a great, great opportunity to watch it. Um, uh, the, the, the sequels on my, uh, on my radar to watch after having watched the first one, it it was enjoyable. I, uh, uh, it, it was an, it was a nice alternate telling of sleeping beauty. I thought it was going to be more like a, like a prequel. Yeah, um, that's what I thought it was too. Yeah, no, it's actually Sleeping Beauty. Um, there, oh, okay. there is a prequel story about how Maleficent went from being um, a sort of rando fairy to being the queen of the fairies, or you know, like the evil queen of the fairies. Yeah. Um, but and that's probably like the first half of the movie, but the back half of the movie is is all Sleeping Beauty. Huh. Yeah, I guess I'll have to check it out sometime. Um, and then I rewatched the uh, Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. Nice. You know, it's it's time to I, do that. Yeah, I haven't seen those since theaters, I think. I've watched them at home, I think, twice since theaters. Um, and I, I, it's every so often I get in a mood where I'm like, you know, I kind of want to watch those again and get them, give them another chance. I didn't dislike them, but... You know, it's not like when Iron Man first came out and then it came out on home video and I watched it like 10 times, right? I don't know if it's if it's franchise fatigue to a certain extent or it's just like that. that's the culmination of the saga. So watching it without watching the everything leading up to it feels kind of shallow, maybe? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I mean, kind of... Some, somewhat off topic. I've never been like able to watch a movie. Like there's very few movies that I've been able to watch over and over again back to back. And the only one that I can think of off the top of my head is the first Pirates of the Caribbean. Because when that came out, that was a real, I mean, it's still a good movie, but it was like, it was also like a night my parents were gone and my brother and I rented it and just watched it over and over that night. Good times. Sorry to railroad your Avengers talk. No, not at all. Like I, it's funny because I think I, as I've grown up and had less time to do things, I've rewatched movies less and less. Um, especially now right. where there is new content to watch constantly. I feel like I'm the opposite because when I like, I'll wake up on like a Saturday before you know my wife likes to sleep in, and I'll uh. Saturday mornings are my like rewatch time. Like that's when I like I'm going to I'm going to find a movie that I liked and rewatch it. And usually it's like some dumb like bro comedy like I Love You Man or Forgetting Sarah Marshall or something like that. I can see that. Um you know, there there's a certain amount of value to I know how much enjoyment I'm going to get out of this thing, right? Right. Um but I don't know, but but growing up for me I would. I was an only child uh, with a single parent, 
who uh you know worked full time and stuff uh, and it was a regular you know schedule so you know it's not like he was working like random shifts you know like a shift work right right um but it's still a lot of alone time and so you right. know if i enjoyed a movie or whatever i could watch it like three or four times in a row in a single day and you know my dad would just be off doing you know dad things whatever grown-ups do you know mowing the lawn things like that Right, but as a kid, like you have no concept of time anyway, so like, yeah. like it's it's weird as as an adult where you're basically trained to prioritize your time to maximize the stuff you can do during a day. And as a kid, you're like, I don't know, I wake up, watch cartoons, ate a bunch of cereal, and then I watched eighty movies. Like, I don't have to do anything tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I have no responsibilities. <laughs> you know, but but now, okay, so I was talking talking earlier about being unemployed. So I've been uh unemployed for a, almost a month now, four weeks, yeah. four, three and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. And I'm still at a point where it's, it's hard to relax. Like, and feel like there, there, there aren't things I should be doing or whatever. I've got all the time in the world. I haven't had to have, you know, work 40 hours a week. And it's, it's honestly like, okay, well, what am I going to do in the next 15 minutes? Oh shit. It's been 15 minutes. I wasted that one. What next? God damn it horrible no but if i lost my job i know exactly what would happen was that and that's i think showing that we're different people i would <laughs> just just probably for like the first week i would just sleep <laughs> basically the whole week i would just like sleep until whenever i felt like getting up and then just like sit on the couch depressed for a week probably and then i'd probably start looking for a job i immediately started looking for a, well they gave me two weeks notice um, and so I immediately start looking for a job and, and it's like, okay, who's emailing me today? Who can I email tomorrow? You know, blah, blah, blah. blah. It's like, it's exhausting. I mean, I'd, I'd sleep in, I'd probably get up, sit on the couch, put on some TV, uh, open up my LinkedIn account for the first time in 10 years <laughs> and, uh, update it. <laughs> oh man. See, like I, I went to, to, to do that. Cause I assumed the same thing. Like, oh, I haven't been on this in a long time. I should, you know, update it. Apparently not because I opened up my resume and it was current. Oh, weird. <laughs> up to the job that I had. So sometime in the last two and a half years, I went, you know what? I might need this. Let me just update this real quick. I have not update my, updated mine. So it's still like, I think the last thing that I had on there was that the, working at Staples in the copy and print department. Um, and then like wanting to be like some sort of like having like interest be like art of some sort, like art designer <laughs> or something. And like a month ago, I got a an email that was like, "Hey, we're, are you interested in this art design position for this job?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can afford <laughs> what I need from you." Awesome. Uh, let's get into some news. Uh, Disney Plus apparently has added a group watch feature. I've heard not great things, but really, I, I haven't heard anything about it. I, I know I wrote this down. It's probably two or three weeks ago at this point. Um, it looks like you can have up to seven people and there's no chat. So if you want to chat, you got to open discord or something, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I mean, that's usually what we would do. I mean, there's a chat feature on the Netflix, the Netflix party, which is now something completely different because they have multiple services now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the chat is, we never use it cause we're always on discord anyway. Right. Usually on discord voice. Uh, Marvel has cast uh, the new, uh, the new, the only, I suppose, Ms. Marvel. 
uh, for the new Miss Marvel series for, on Disney Plus. Um, an unknown person or newcomer, I guess, uh, Iman Vellani. Um, so that's kind of exciting to come see a Muslim superhero come to the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Foxx has been cast as Electro in the upcoming Spider-Man 3. Um, still don't have a name for this Spider-Man. I'm sure it's going to be Spider-Man Home something. Um, probably not. Probably like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2. Spider-Man Into the Home Worlds. Yep. Ah, um, so I I had ri- originally written down, it was unclear if it's the same Electro, but, uh, Jamie Foxx came out and said, I'm not going to be blue. So, yeah, well, I think people were assuming it was the same Electro because, uh, both Andrew Garfield and, uh, Toby Toby Wire got cast as Spider-Man in it as well. Yeah. Um, and Disney came out or maybe it was Sony came out. Somebody came out and said that that's not true. They disavowed those rumors, um, but who knows? Didn't they get cast though? No, I don't think they have been officially cast. I think that was that was speculation and rumor, uh, and a, a couple people reported it as a complete de- uh, completed deal. And then the next day, there was a statement from somebody saying, "No, the the that's not correct." I can't. Uh. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember if it was Disney or if it was uh, Sony or, or what. So so at this point, it's still rumor, um, but it seems like a pretty solid rumor, and, and probably the only reason that they haven't officially confirmed it is because they haven't agreed to any kind of terms or anything. Yeah, I mean, like, Sony and Marvel usually are pretty crappy about... I don't know. I guess Sony's really crappy about Spider-Man in general. They just want to hold on to it. Got a death grip on that license, and they'll never let it go. Uh, yeah. This next news item is wrong. Um, I'm gonna need to correct that at some point. So, we'll get back to that. Uh, Michael B. Jordan is slated to direct and star in Creed Creed Three, um, to make his directorial debut. And nice. seems like a challenge to direct yourself, but he also seems like the kind of person that's up for it. Nice. Yeah. I like Michael B. Jordan. I, I I wish they hadn't killed off uh, Killmonger. Yeah, I'm wondering. Uh, I don't know. I'm wondering what they're gonna do with uh, Black Panther now. That uh, it's also been long enough, or it's been so long since we've had a show that we didn't have any news about. Uh, um. Oh my God! I'm completely burnt blanking on his name. I'm going to let you hang. Uh, the person you are thinking of is... Chadwick Boseman. There you go. Bosman? Boseman. Boseman. Chadwick Boseman uh, passed away from cancer. Yeah, from from cancer. Um, and, you know, and it's really, it's really shitty because uh, this summer there were a bunch of memes going around making fun of him, his weight loss. Um, and, and generally body shaming people in general is a shitty thing to do. If, if, you know, uh, if you're out there body shaming people cause they're too skinny or too fat or whatever, fuck you. I, guess. I don't know. It also, it also bugs me. Like, uh, Adele hosted SNL this last Saturday. Yeah. And I just, I remember seeing an article that was like, look how great Adele looks now. Like, I don't think she looked bad before. Right. She lost cause she lost a bunch of weight. There's a, there's like, this whole, uh, implied 
perception that skinny equals beautiful and that's problematic. Um, I've known lots of ugly skinny people. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Chadwick Boseman died and it's a huge deal. Um, yeah. it, it was a surprise. It's out of left field. Um, you know, he had, he had kept it close even during filming. A lot of the, the Marvel stars were taken off guard by it. Um, and there were, there was a lot of outpouring and a lot of people, he, he was a very, uh, a positive representative for a, for a large swath of people that don't generally see representation. And it's, it's really sad to see him go. So I wonder what they're going to do if they continue doing Black Panther stuff. Um, it would be interesting to see. Like, I'd be I'd be super okay with Killmonger. Like, he actually saved his life, and he's been in prison and thinking, or, like, they let him leave, or I don't know, whatever. Who knows? Let's, yeah. not, let's not dwell on it. I, you know, I, I hope they go down the, the path of uh, giving it to Shuri, to be honest. You know, let her yeah, that'd be, be the cool Black too. Panther. I'd be good with that. Um, Oscar Isaac to star in the Moon Knight series on Disney Plus. I'm excited about that. That's, Very excited for Moon Knight. That's the one I said was wrong. I had to change it from Jason Isaacs, who is a completely different person. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I mean i I don't know a whole lot about Moon Knight. I tried reading the comics back when I was purchasing comics, and it was also at the time that I purchased too many comics, so I stopped. Right. Um, but. It was what I had read was good, and I've always liked the character. For sure. Uh, Tim Burton is developing an Adams Family series. No word yet on where it's going to land. Uh, rumors right now are, are it's being shopped to Netflix and Hulu, and I'm sure it's being shopped all over the place. Um, but yeah. It seems like uh, I didn't see the Adams Family movie that came out last year, or maybe it came out the this cartoon? year. The cartoon? Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen it either. Um, I haven't heard anything about it. I was going to say I've heard good things, but I haven't heard anything about it, to be honest. Um, but it's on my list of things to check out. I, I heard, like, okay things about it, I guess. Yeah. I've always enjoyed Adam's Family as a property. Um, it's no Adam's Family reunion. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what, what was the second movie called? Uh, Adam's Family Values? Yeah, that was it. Adam's Family Reunion was the made-for-TV, well, straight-to-VHS movie that was made by a different company. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Because licensing for movies was weird back in the 90s. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was not. It star- starred Tim Curry, and that was basically the only good thing about that movie. Uh, oh, here's one I didn't write down, but it, it reminded me of it. Um, there was a, a teaser poster for the Star Wars Holiday Special. Ooh. That had a uh, cut-off Lego hand. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be Luke's hand. Oh, okay. I like all the sounds you're making. They're, they're lovely. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, uh, Tiny Toon Luniversity has been announced. A two-season order with Steven Spielberg on board to executive produce to premiere on HBO Max. That's weird that Animaniacs is going to be on Hulu, but that's going to be on HBO. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a Warner property, I guess, right? Yeah, I guess they have all the Warner stuff. Well, so is the uh, Animaniacs. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, they are literally the Warner Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> and the Warner sister, Dot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, that's weird. That, uh, but you know what? I, no, because it, it still hasn't come out yet, right? They They only released that one short. 
Well, I mean, they've they've only released they released like a trailer for it, but there's gonna be one season of the new show. Yeah. I just can't I I guess I just don't understand how Fox owns the rights to it. Maybe they, maybe knows? they're licensing. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, maybe they're licensing it from Warner Brothers. I don't know why they would, but I don't know. How can I question rich white men? Right. I don't know what they want. Uh, and in concerning news, at least in my opinion, uh, Amazon argues in court users don't actually own purchased Prime Video content, which is true. If you yes. read the user license on any kind of streamed uh, digital media, it reads as a license to indefinitely use the thing that you have purchased. Um, that's, that's true through, you know, uh, game purchases through movie purchases, uh, iTunes, whatever. Um, there's some, there's some caveats to it. Sure. Um, unless it's, uh, completely DRM, DRM free and you have downloaded it, you don't technically own the, the stuff that you are paying for. But if you download it, you still technically can watch it. It's just if you tried to re-download it and the licenses have changed since the last time that you downloaded it, uh, then you cannot download the new licensed copy because it has new licenses on it. Correct. So you're purchasing a license to watch it. What this all boils down to and why why it's come up now is um, there's a class action lawsuit about the terms and conditions on Amazon Prime. Um, so Amazon has filed a legal brief to dismiss that lawsuit, um, you know, based on the technical language in, in their EULA. Um, and so if the judge decides to dismiss this case, um, that's going to have ramifications uh, across the media, uh, digital media distribution landscape. Yeah, we'll just have to we'll wait and see. And Saturn's worst fears will come to pass. All right, let's get into the movie then. Let's do it. What are we talking about this week? Uh, we are talking about the devil all the time. Not some of the time? No, all the time. He is fighting oh, the devil man. all the time. Oh, is that what it's about? Yeah, he shotguns the devil in the face. You didn't see that part? Nope. Oh. Did we watch the right movie? I don't think so. Oh, shit. I do know they say the devil all the time within the first like five minutes of the movie, and I was like, ah, they said the, the Lord. They said it. <laughs> Classic Family Guy joke. Uh, I thought it was a Simpsons joke. Damn it. Maybe it was before that. I don't know. I know it's a Family Guy joke. Um, but the devil all the time. Three stories merge into one when a boy whose life is surrounded by tragedy loses his parents and is adopted by his grandmother. Then, having to defend his stepsister and family's honor while protecting himself from those that wish to harm him as a victim of circumstance. Uh, which is all a long-winded way of saying this is a, a, a movie about a boy and all the crazy shit that happens around him during his life. Yep. Um, it was released on September 11th this year in theaters and I believe came to Netflix on September 18th. It was in theaters? Uh, yeah, select limited release. Which, to be fair, anything released in theaters this year is probably limited after March. Yeah, it's like in there for a week, and they're like, ah, that's good enough for me. We can make the Oscars. Let's make some more money. Yeah. Um, it was announced in 2018. Chris Evans was originally cast, but due to a conflict, he was replaced by Sebastian Stan on Chris's personal recommendation. So, the character... I thought- 
for a second I thought Chris Evans was going to play Tom Holland's character and I was immediately in my head like that would have been fucking terrible. <laughs> it really would. <laughs> but I could see him as Sebastian Stan's character. Yeah, I think Chris Evans make, makes a great bad guy. I think I like Sebastian Stan. I like the idea of Sebastian Stan better than Chris Evans though in this role. Yeah, for sure. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal served as an executive producer on the film. Um, yep. and in my head canon, that's Jake Gyllenhaal pinched the, pitched the movie to Tom Holland while they were filming Spider-Man, uh, far from home. And he was like, Hey, I got this movie that I'm making. Uh, you want to fight Batman and the winter soldier? And Tom Holland's like, yeah, mate, that'd be great. Except he's not Australian. And that wasn't an Australian accent. I'm sorry. Yeah, he was like, crikey, crikey. I'd love to do it. Oh, did you see that video where he got the Spider-Man 3 script? No. Ah, you have to watch it. I will have to watch it. You will. I'll send it to you later. This was the darkest Spider-Man movie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, he didn't even use his fucking powers. Not at all. Yeah, he was like, I'm going to go I'm gonna go regular Peter Parker on this. And he, there were plenty of trees around. He could have like... You know, Tarzan through there. Done some web, sl- web slinging through the trees, right? You do it in the game in Central Park all the time. Oh my god, that game is so good. Uh, directed by Antonio Campos, uh, written by Antonio Campos and Paolo Campos. Um, that's a lot of Campos. Yeah, well, you know, Campos is good for the earth. Oh, okay. I'm glad you made the joke. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not proud of that joke <laughs> at all. Um, starring uh, Tom Holland as Arvin Russell. Uh, what a the, weird name. The aforementioned boy. Uh, yep, the boy. Michael Banks Rapita, or Rapeta as young Arvin, uh, who does a great job in this movie. I, th- I think they asked a lot of this kid, uh, and he delivered. I mean, they don't like usually, it, to my knowledge, whenever they're showing like, it shows like a scene of a kid seeing something terrible, they generally are not showing it to the child actor. They're usually just like, act this way or pretend this. Like, they're not going to show them like, here's a dog that's dead and your dad's dead. Spoiler alert. Go. Okay, spoiler for the first 30 minutes of the movie. Okay. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, we will get into Spoiler that later. for the entire movie, okay? We will get into that later for sure, though. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. And I had a hard time uh, splitting this up between leads and supporting roles because it really feels like Tom Holland and Bill Skarsgård are the two leads, really, and everybody, everybody else kind of revolves around them. And I couldn't think of anybody that was around in scenes long enough or in enough of the movie to be considered a lead. I mean, I would really only consider Tom Holland as the lead of this movie. Yeah, I mean, Bill Skarsgård does kind of disappear after a while. Um, he plays Willard Russell, Arvin's uh, father. Um, yep. So in a lead slash supporting role, I don't know how you define it, but whatever. Um, I other- kept wanting him to do the eye thing, the, the it eye <laughs> thing. Like, <laughs> Me too. Like every every time like they went to like the, the prayer cross, mm-hmm. I kept wanting him to like turn to a son and be like, pray boy. And like you see his eyes just like go in different directions. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that'd be so great. Um, in supporting roles, Robert Pattinson as Reverend Preston T. Garden, the douchebag. Um, creepy. Super creepy. Sebastian Stan as Sheriff Lee Bodeker. 
Riley yep. Keough as Sandy Henderson, the sheriff's uh, almost said wife, the sheriff's sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eliza Scanlon as Lenora Lafferty, uh, who is uh, Arvin's adopted stepsister. Yep. Um, which we'll get into the reasons for that in the spoilery part. And then uh, Jason Clark as Carl Henderson, a serial killer and overall creepy dude. Oh, man, I did not know the critical response to this was so low. Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 64%. Metacritic, 55%. Uh, Seems like critics are pretty lukewarm on the movie. Uh, And you know what? I, I would have to say that I thought all the acting was amazing, um, maybe the low score comes from the fact that it's a super intensive movie, uh, or it's, excuse me, super intense movie. Um, it's very, it's, it's, it's heavy. I don't, I don't know any other way to describe it other than when I was done watching the movie, I just was like, I need to watch something funny, something without consequence. It, it I think the movie did a good job of keeping me personally off balance um, with its mix of, of levity and drama, um, all the very, the, the shocky moments seemed surrounded. They were either like sudden with no buildup or they were surrounded by some comedic buildup that, that, that the, the, the sort of difference between the tone that was in the scene versus the tone after the, the, the things happened, uh, which just was really jarring. I, I think that. The possibly the reason for the low Metacritic score is because I just realized the overall plot of the movie, um, which I'll get into in the spoilers, um, which is kind of not the greatest, but uh, it's still like it's still a good movie, and, and like you said, the acting is amazing. Everybody does a really great job. It's made really well. It's directed really well. Um, I don't, I don't honestly remember any of the music from it. No. Yeah. It's mostly all just atmospheric in the background kind of to enhance the scene, but there's nothing super memorable. There's no, like, you know, there's no main theme like Jurassic Park or Back to the Future <laughs> or anything like that, that like you remember. Um, but it's still like done well, put together well, edited well. Um, and overall it is a, a good a well-crafted film. Um, and if you're into, I would say it's not as good as like there will be blood, but it's that it's along the lines of there will be blood. There's no, there's no happy moments in that movie. Like it's all just the story of this life and all of this shitty stuff that happens during it. And the consequences of actions is basically it. Yeah, for sure. If you like heavy movies that are depressing um, and make you want to make jokes the whole time so you can try to, you know, cope with what you're watching, there's nothing really like, there's nothing like, there's no gore porn, there's no, like, there's nothing horrible to see. There's one scene that uh, technically I think shows a uh, mutilated penis in the background. But um, there is also a scene that shows a mutilated dog. Well, yeah, that. But it's at night in the dark. I I'm just saying. There's like s- two scenes. Thank There's like you. two or three scenes that are that are. Uh, I, I wouldn't consider them like you know, gore porn like, 
like uh Daw. Daw. But they're definitely like explicit scenes. It's a rated R movie. But I think that's mostly for like language and there's some boobies. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't like I, I personally have a hard time dealing with like animal cruelty, right? Um and I know that it's for I mean the good the good thing is they didn't actually like show you any. They didn't show you it ha- him killed the dog or anything like that. Right. You 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 hear like the yelp, but other than that, like it's not. There's nothing in there that's gratuitous to be like, oh, this is a dude getting fucking murdered, or this is a dog getting murdered, or like there's nothing that's like trying to creep you out. It's all part of crafting the story itself and sure. crafting the character. I just but, want to throw that sort of trigger warning out there if we're if right. we're giving advice if you don't like seeing dogs mutilated for a split second on the screen watch out i mean i, I figure someone that wouldn't want to watch like a depressing movie is also not gonna want to watch like it's not a happy there's a couple movies there's a couple moments in the movie where you're like yeah like you you feel justified and we'll get that into that in the uh spoiler portion but there's definitely like it's mostly this movie is just mostly like a huge downer like like the end of the movie, at the end of the movie, there is a satisfaction to it, but the ride to get there is like, this sucks. Like, not the movie, but just like, this dude's life just fucking sucks. Yeah. I would, I would say if, if you enjoy well crafted movies, it's worth a watch. Just, you know, watch out. Uh, if, if you were sensitive to, I suppose, gore, uh, there are a couple of scenes that, that that'll mess you up. Um, but otherwise, a, but a, it's well worth it. A minor, minor amount of gore. Yeah, I would, I would say it's mostly just swearing and towards like the last twenty minutes of the movie. There's just a lot of like negative print boobies. Um, oh, that is true. Anyway, I also endorse it. If you have Netflix, watch it. If you don't have Netflix, and you know whatever, right. I wouldn't say like go out of your way to find it. But if you have two hours, uh, it's it's. A well-crafted, um, nice, nicely made. I don't know how to reword that multiple times. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's just oof. Like it's a it's a weight. Um, but you know, you get over it after you're done watching. It's fine. But uh, yeah, you it's need to definitely watch hours of Ducktales like I did. Be great. Yeah. Woo. Or just go right to bed and have dreams. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get into let's get into spoilers. Um, this movie starts off kind of fucked. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. Um, it it starts off with with Willard. Was it Willard? What's his name? Yeah, I'll Willard Russell, up. Bill Skarsgård's character. Um, in I somewhere in the Pacific Theater. Um, some uh, some Japanese uh, troops have skinned a person alive and left him hanging on a cross. Yeah. They like crucified him. And then there wasn't there like a, something like jammed into his, anyway, they crucified him to a cross, skinned him. Um, and him and three other, two other guys show up and find him. And then the dude like wakes up and he shoots him because, you know, it's probably the best thing you can do for someone that's been skinned alive and left hanging on a cross. Cause there's no way you're making him back, getting him back to camp and him surviving. Like, right. Just the process of getting him off the cross will kill him with the pain. I mean, pro- and he'd probably just immediately ble- bleed out if he hadn't already been close to that already. Right. Dude. I had a dream last night. Uh, Fox speaking of that, I had a dream last night where I was fighting like a friend of mine. I didn't want to be fighting him. You know, I was like, no, don't fight me. Blah, blah, blah. 
and he like swings this like scimitar sword at me or whatever like type sword and I blocked it with this shield and like shoved it up like this and it went like like into his neck mm-hmm. right and I was like oh my god leave it in leave it in and so like you know we we're like trying to get him to to a hospital Jesus yeah every time in a movie when somebody pulls a knife out I'm like that dude's dead now <laughs> bleed out uh but uh so he, he after after this uh experience he has lost faith in God he goes home um basically tells his mom that he doesn't believe in God leave him alone well he's lost faith in the fact that now every time he sees a cross all he sees is a skinless man hanging on the cross that was left there alone right um who wouldn't have some faith issues after that <laughs> On his way home, he stops at a, at a, at a diner uh, where the bus uh, drops him off in Mead, Ohio. And he he meets a waitress who eventually he uh, goes... Uh, eventually, I, he, he marries her, I guess, is, is where I was going with that. Um, right. So he, he falls in love with her. They also introduce another two characters, which are the serial killers of the movie. We'll, we'll explain real quick. They like to uh have sex with transient men who are hitchhiking and then photograph him them having sex with his wife or soon to be wife and then kill them yes and so he goes home um not the serial killer willard goes home to his mother who is trying to match him up with a church going lady whose parents have died but he has his heart set on the waitress. Right. And um, the church lady that his mom is trying to set him up with uh, ends up falling in love with a, with a visiting preacher. Crazy, crazy, crazy preacher. Crazy, crazy preacher who was played by Dudley Dursley of all people. Like I, I saw him in the movie. I was like, I know this guy from somewhere. He looked very familiar to me as well. And every time I see him, I'm always like, how did, you know, no, no, like no real offense, but also like, how did he become like a movie star? Mm -hmm. Because he's a, he's a weird looking dude. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, but, but yeah, he, um, uh, so this, this visiting preacher ends up uh, marrying um, Lenora. Um, whereas, whereas Bill Skarsgård's character, uh, or not Lenore, I'm sorry, that's his daughter. Um, he, he ends up, um, he goes back to the waitress. He goes back to the waitress. Now the point, uh, important point is the preacher, um, is one of those preachers that comes along and is like, uh, let me show you how good God's faith is. I was scared of spiders. I'm now going to dump a jar of spiders on my face. Like one of those guys, the holding a poisonous snake kind of a thing to prove that God will protect him. Right. Um, and so uh, it, it, like I kind of want to tell this story from like I, I want to put these threads together in a way that makes sense. So uh, sticking with with the preacher, um, basically what ends up happening in his, in his his segment of the beginning of the movie or the setup of the movie is him and uh, this girl? What is her name? Uh, not Sandy. Sandy's the other the other girl. While you're looking that up, I do want to clarify 
in the beginning of this movie, there are some semi-confusing time jumps to oh, set yeah. up the plot of the film in the story where it will move around to like 1964, three months later, two months before that, and then 1950. Like it'll just jump around kind of in times and you really have to, this is a hundred percent a movie that you cannot sit on your phone on and like play a game while you're watching it. You kind of have to pay attention in order to actually either pay attention to the movie or just go to Netflix and be like, what happens in this movie? <laughs> right. Or not net, not Netflix, go to YouTube and just ask what happens in the movie. If that's all you want to know. So for the sake of that, like there are two, two halves of the movie. There is the, the half that, or I guess there's a setup to the movie that tells you sort of the pre-story of how, uh, this little family of a grandma, a grandpa, um, the grandson and this adopted sister came into to being. And then the rest of the story is, uh, you know, what happens to them after it. So in the setup, you basically have two groups of people. Um, you have uh, Willard's family, or excuse me, Willard and his wife uh, that we talked about at the diner. And then you have the preacher and this, this person that his mom was going to set him up with called Helen Hatton, um, who falls in love with the preacher. So what happens there is basically they fall in love. This preacher who is pouring spiders on his face eventually gets bit by one of the spiders and uh, decides that that means that he, his faith in God is not strong enough. And so he isolates himself uh, for like a week or so. Um, you know, praying, trying to figure out what to do. And the solution that he comes up with is I'm going to stab my wife in the neck. So she bleeds out and then resurrect her through the power of Jesus. But he does it in a secluded part of the woods um, with his brother as a witness, which I kind of wanted to talk about that for a second. Sure, go so for it. He, ki- he, he kills her and then like cryingly like tries to resurrect her. And then he's like, Oh no. And then, without you don't see it in the movie but it's explained later he buries the body all that Mm -hmm. so he starts driving south with his brother uh his brother's like what you did is a crime and you can't explain it to the cops because you covered it up by burying her body and throwing away the the murder weapon i like i like the line where he's he's like no this is what happened and he's like i I stabbed her is it as a test of faith and blah blah he goes you just sound like a crazy, crazy person who killed his wife and buried her in the forest. Yeah. So he stops at one point and leaves his his brother is uh, his legs don't don't work. Yeah. So he is handicapped. Um, he leaves him in the car, and then they never uh, uh, they never address it again. Like his brother's just in the car, like I guess I'll die here or whatever. Like I assume somebody eventually <laughs> came on. Or he opened the door because his arms work and crawled out or something. But it's just like weird that he just left him there and gets picked up by the hitchhikers um, that are Carl Henderson and Sandy Henderson and is their first victim. Right. Um, so he gets so he murders his wife uh, and then he gets murdered by, you know, these, uh, I guess, swinger murderers. I, I don't know. I don't know how. Yeah, he's like, I'm not going to sleep with your wife, and I have a daughter. And then I don't know why he told him the daughter's name. Like, yeah, cares. Um, (laughs) He kills him. Right. So, and and then the daughter, they they had left with um, Willard's mom and said, Hey, 
we're, we're, we'll be right back. We're just going for a drive, um, blah, blah, blah. You know, because she doesn't know that she's about to be murdered. Um, right. And that's how Lenora, the daughter, uh, ends up in the custody of uh, Willard's parents. Or Arvin's grandmother. Or Arvin's grandmother. Um, and so so that's kind of their story. On the, on the Willard slash Arvin side of things, he moves out of state uh, to to go be with, with this waitress that he met um, and they get married uh, and he find he puts up a cross um, at his, at, he comes to like a, like a, what he, he uh, sees as a spot, uh, a holy spot to, to give prayers. Um, and he erects this like makeshift cross up there uh, and, and says he's refound his faith in God or whatnot. And, uh, and he's, he starts his home and, and, you know, like a good, I, I want to say eight or nine years pass. Um, it, it says in the movie, but I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it's seven. And, and Arvin is a young boy, uh, you know, learning, learning things from his dad. He's, he's beaten up at school. Um, but his dad shows him, you know, Hey, look, these are the people, these are people that were bullying people. And he, you know, he goes and beats them up. And he's like, this is how you defend yourself. Real quick, it was just two hunters that they saw while they were at the prayer chapels, and the hunters were talking about going to their house and basically raping his wife. There you go. And so he took Arvin in the car and was like, stay in the car, and then just goes and beats the shit out of the two hunters while they're like hanging out with their friends or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then we never see them again. Which I would say for a, I believe it took place in the uh, 50s, 50s, 60s. Early 50s. Yeah. Um, you know, for, for rural Ohio slash West Virginia, uh, it seems like a fairly accurate representation of, of how children were being brought up then. And, and it seemed like, you know, they were living, living the life they were expecting to live. And then, uh, his wife gets cancer. Yep. And he, he is convinced that if he prays hard enough, the cancer will go away. Uh, he ropes his son Arvin into, you know, praying every day and making sacrifices, uh, you, you know, to, to take care of his mom and stuff. And then one day Willard gets it in his head that, oh, here's what I need to do. I need to sacrifice my dog because you know, God a likes a good sacrifice. Yeah, a blood sacrifice because, you know, a lot of miracles in the uh, in his reasoning, I will say, a lot of miracles in the Bible require a blood sacrifice. Which, if he read the New Testament, he realized it's not really a requirement anymore. Right. Um, it seems like that was the point of Jesus, but, you know, whatever. Uh, also, I'm pretty sure God liked lambs and sheep, not dogs. I mean, come on. Come on. There's innocent, and then there's Idiot. innocent, all right? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, so he kills he kills Arvin's dog. Arvin's very upset about this. Um, his mom dies anyway. Arvin swears to bury his dog whenever his dad's asleep. And so he goes out in the middle of the night to try to bury his dog and discovers his father's body next to the, the cruci. by the way. Yeah. His dad crucified the skin dog on the cross, just like the dude from the beginning of the movie, which is super f- fucked up for him to do in multiple reasons. Yeah. Um, but he discovers his dad next to the skinned dog cross uh, with his wrists slit, he had killed himself. Yeah. Um, and so then he's shipped off to his grandparents' house. We'll uh, rope in the sheriff, Sebastian Stan, 
who is up for election and comes in to save him or to pick him up. And yeah, he comes in to pick him up uh, and they ship him off back to uh, West Virginia and his grandparents and his now adopted sister who basically they left, like, like we said earlier, they, they left him there and they're like, well, I guess we have another baby. Um, and well, then, then the, the movie, child. the movie jumps back and forth a lot, but that from a plot standpoint, the movie jumps forward about eight years or so. Um, Arvin is probably about done with high school and his sister is entering high school. Or at least like a freshman, I think. Yeah. Um, um, and, 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 and in the, in the, 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 now the current time period, you know, Arvin's, Arvin's very protective of his sister. I mean, family's all you got and they only have each other kind of thing. Um, there's a super kick-ass scene where he beats up a bunch of dudes that are trying to rape his sister. Right. Uh, like um, Spider-Man style, not Spider-Man, but like <laughs> Batman style, like finds them and like beats the shit. He like, there's, so there's two guys that he beats up. Like one dude, he like slams a car uh roof or not roof but the um i can't think of the word the front of the car he's opening it up he's fixing it hood um the, he slams the hood on this dude's head and then he just beats the shit out of this other dude puts a bag over their heads and hits them because they <laughs> said that his sister is ugly and needs a bag over her head so he puts a bag on their head but there's one dude where he like hits him with a crowbar several times mm-hmm. and i'm very sure like he cracked that dude's sternum maybe like punctured a lung like he definitely like there's there's some like penetration in his chest with this crowbar in that scene. Oh yeah, if and that, I'm like, if that dude's that dude's not like dead, which, dead, which I, I'm pretty sure they confirmed in the movie that that dude wasn't dead. He's probably has some long term uh, recovery yeah, like to he, do. He he mm, mm-hmm. yeah. There's some like he kind of went easy on the other two guys compared like getting punched in the face with a bag over your head like is tough, but I would take that over getting the crap kicked at him or beat out of me with a crowbar. In any day of the week, yeah, I think for sure. Um, um, I guess so. His, I, I, I guess part of this uh, that that we didn't mention is uh, they did find uh, Lenora's mom's body in the woods. Eventually, uh, eventually. So they did go back and bury her, and so Lenora every day spends some time uh, at her mom's grave, uh, you know, praying and stuff. And, and Arvin's the one that takes her there. Um, and one of the times, uh, the the beating up scenes that Andrew is talking about is during one of those times when she is at the church uh, praying and um, it turns into sort of uh, the, the, the preacher, the, the visiting preacher played by Robert Pattinson takes that opportunity of her being left alone by her brother, who is trying to do a good thing to take advantage of her and takes her out into the, to the woods and, and basically convinces this, you know, 14 year old to have sex with him. He convinces her to do that by saying that the best way to show yourself to God is to be naked in front of him and have sex with him. And later, later even tells her that she was communing with God, not him. So how could she be, he be the father of her child that she is now pregnant with. And let me also say like Robert Pattinson, like perfect, just a great job being like the creepiest piece of shit um, in this movie. Like he did an amazing job being like, what range did this guy have? <laughs> and let me describe his accent. I think I, I, it's, uh, I would say, uh, pedophile Southern gentleman is what I would, uh, like it's, it's kind of like the log foghorn leghorn accent, but like way higher pitched and like daintier. 
Right. Well, he's from Tennessee in the movie, right. and that's that's fair, a fairly accurate Tennessee um, accent. But it's just, oh man, what a what a piece of garbage. Um, but so she gets pregnant, and he convinces her that it's not his child, and that he can't take care of it because it's God's child, because she was communing with God whenever they had sex, and um, so he tells her to get rid of it by any means necessary. She ends up deciding she's going to kill herself by hanging herself because she can't take care of the child and doesn't want to shame her family. And then with the rope around her neck decides that her grandmother will always love her no matter what and would love the child and would help her take care of it. But then the bucket underneath her slips and she dies. Um, yeah, that's one of those moments I was talking about earlier that it's, it keeps you really off balance, right? Cause like heart, heart wrenching. You're like, yeah, she's going to make it all. Uh, oh shit. No, she died. She dead. Uh, she does a great job kind of being that naive girl that is that does have some smarts. Um, really, like, Tom Holland is the only man in this movie that is not a piece of fucking trash. Besides yeah. maybe his uncle, who is just an alcoholic, but he doesn't, like, abuse anybody. He's not an asshole. He's just an alcoholic and kind of not there. Yeah. Um, but he, Tom Holland's really the only person that's not, like a piece of garbage like rapist or into like uh, uh i guess sebastian stan is a uh politician sheriff who is taking money from organized crime in the small town that he's in for those of you uh, who aren't aware maybe you're not from america or maybe you're from a, from a part of america where this isn't true um in in west virginia and ohio and i and i'm pretty sure texas uh, sheriffs are an elected position, uh, so it, it's it's not a mer- necessarily a merit based position where like like the chief of police, for example, if you're if you're a county right. sheriff, you've been elected by the people to be a county sheriff, which means that you are influenced um, uh, by, you, voters. You, by voters. By voters, <laughs> you you can have political pressures put on you um through through various means and so there are a lot of conflicts of interest and there's there is a lot of a huge potential for corruption and he happens to be a corrupt sheriff so i think we're just going to kind of like skip through it because there's kind of just too much of this movie to do in in an hour or less or even a little bit more and really what happens is tom holland uh arvin goes to the church with his his dad had given a Luger pistol to his uncle in the beginning of the movie saying that it was Hitler's gun or the gun that Hitler had shot himself with. Obviously just kind of like a haha lie to his uncle to, to make it something worth more. But can you imagine like if that was the gun? <laughs> like, um, So Tom Holland takes this Luger pistol, um, goes to the church, confronts the priest, kills him, mm-hmm. um, leaves a note that kind of proves that the priest or, or explains kind of what the priest had been doing. Cause he also had been doing it to other girls. Then Tom Holland leaves town. Uh, his car breaks down. He gets picked up by the serial killer travelers. Um, and what, a the moment where he shoots the serial killer picture, dude, mm-hmm. like both me and my wife were like, yeah, like mm-hmm. fuck that guy. Like Eat it, dude. Yeah. So he kills him, kills the the wife who is the sheriff's Sebastian Stan's sister, um, which is where he comes in, gets a tip off about who Arvin is because he's the one that took Arvin from his 
parents house when he was a child mm-hmm. realizes who killed his sister um arvin goes back to his ancestral home or not ancestral home but his <laughs> home where he grew up yeah um which is now burned down but goes to look for the church the chapel that his dad had resurrected in the forest mm-hmm. finds his dog's bones still there and here is the uh his journey this is where his journey ends Yep. Arvin's journey ends when he buries his dog that he promised to bury. Yes. That's why the plot's kind of like, technically his plot's kind of like, eh. Like, because all the other stuff that happens before that is technically the journey to this point. Sure. So I can see where maybe if someone's looking at this objectively, like, well, that's the point of this movie is for him to bury his dog. Should have come back earlier or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he buries his dog. The sheriff shows up, says that he just wants to talk, but keeps shooting a shotgun every noise that he hears because he's there to kill Arvin. Right. Um, and eventually Arvin kills the sheriff with his 9 millimeter, buries it with his dog, which what if that is the gun that killed Hitler? Now it's just buried off in the middle of nowhere somewhere. Well, at least um, it's resting with an innocent dog. Yeah, at least it's that. Uh, and then the movie ends. Yeah. I mean, and that that is basically the movie. And it's, uh, like Andrew had said, there's no, there's no happy points. There are a couple of maybe ha- happy-ish scenes. Yeah, um, like murdering the, the serial killers. That's like a happy point when you're like, especially the fact that you're like, oh, Arvin's obviously a smart guy. Because whenever they're like driving off the road and going into a back part, he's like, like his eyes are darting around and he's like, well, this is uh, pretty suspect. Dude, I was rooting for Arvin to learn that the serial killers killed Lenora's dad. Like it, yeah, it wouldn't have affected anything. But it's it feels like one of those loose threads that I don't think he would have. He wouldn't have known it from a picture, though. Yeah, I guess that's true. Unless they had a picture of him at the house, but they didn't really show that. So I don't know. Like it's just, it's a it's a weird. Uh, ride of a movie, I would say. Yeah, and it definitely the the setup for it is so it it is very long, but I guess it technically is not longer than most, um, like Marvel movie time to costumes for first <laughs> Marvel movies. Like those are pretty pretty extensive. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of setup and and for a reason. Like it's all the all the things that they present in the in the. Uh, Sort of uh, the the pre timeline, I guess, uh, is is relevant to to the present timeline. Uh, it just kind of takes a while to connect uh, connect all those strands back together. Um, but uh, I guess, do you have any any final thoughts on it? Um, nope. I would say, I th- like we kind of said. I think it's a good movie, and uh, if you have Netflix and you have two about two hours to kill and you like heavy story-driven movies with good acting and uh, just good writing, then I highly suggest it. If you're more of like an, an action person, which is okay, and you like to see action, and you like, you know, cool explosions, that kind of stuff, um, or you're just not into super heavy, depressing movies, which is definitely okay to not be into that. Right. Um, steer clear, but otherwise, it's a, it's a good, well-made movie. Yeah, I I, w- I would second that. Um, yeah, it's like uh, what's that movie? Requiem for a Dream. That's a movie I'll watch maybe once a decade, and then remember I'm, why I haven't watched it in a decade. 
I have not seen that movie. The last movie that I remember being so depressing that I like, I was making like jokes the entire time. I was trying to like distract myself in any way possible. Uh, was the wrestler with Mickey Rourke? Yeah, that's one too. Yeah. What a what a depressing movie, man. Like that one's like it kind of goes out. Like I'm I I set it as like a roller coaster where it's like, you know, you got like five inches of it going up. It plateaus for a good five seconds. And then it's just all downhill for the rest of the movie, and it's <laughs> not great. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's good. Um, if you want to see it, it's on Netflix. I don't believe it is available anywhere else just yet. Uh, it may or may not come to other distribution platforms. Who knows? Um, but if you but if you have Netflix, it's free for you. Um, anyway, that's gonna do it for us today. Uh, join us next time for Borat's subsequent movie film. Uh, I think, uh, I, I'll be honest, I've, I haven't seen the first one, so I have two movies to watch. Oh, I haven't seen the first one in a long time, so I don't It's I don't know. It's not important. You don't necessarily have to see the first one to watch the second. I, I just want to watch the first one and just never got around to it, so I'm using it as an excuse, to be honest. Well, fine. Fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that'll do it. Join us for Borat 2, and uh, we'll see you next time. And remember, there are a lot of no good sons of bitches out there. Wah wah wee wah. Bye. Bye.